0: Where are you going? I've got to return some video tapes. Get your refill? Little sweater. Guys are on. No, come on, I feel bad.
1: Hey, Gordy? Yeah. Why does it look like you have your finger in your butt? Cause it do. <laughs> Alright,
0: Jerko,
2: what do you want? I need a new sugar slush. Why? Cause there's something wrong
1: with this one.
3: I'll smell it.
0: Ooh, ooh,
3: oh, it's awful. Ah, I know. Oh. it's like it smells like,
1: like, like my ass, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe your ass. It's
3: weird, huh? Like a bitter, sour ass. Oh, it's, it's like you poured it right from your butt. oh, oh, oh. I will get you another one asap. Thanks. <laughs> so bad you drink
1: that I struggled through most of it but the butt fruit just kind of settled at
4: the bottom welcome back to the video store this is late fees a podcast where you run your favorite filmmakers and films through the gauntlet to determine whether it still checks out or is it time to put that shit back on the shelves brother this is a very important episode. I'm so excited. Of course, obviously, it is, it is, it is I, Justin Davis, and I'm here with my other co-hosts on Late Eric, Pat, and Wes. What's going on, guys? Hello. Hi.
3: Boom! So is ready. That is,
4: that is Spider-Man.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we have
1: already done Sam Raimi. Uh, we, it's a little callback to Sam Raimi episode. He's,
4: we,
3: he's in this movie, too. Not Raimi.
1: God, that'd be great. We
4: we're are getting in. We we have a very special episode. Something that is very near and dear to, to my heart. But we it's also near and dear to all of us because we have a guest for the first time on Late Fees. She is an incredible woman that I have. I haven't seen her in like two years. Oh I'm so. I'm so upset that we've just been apart for so long. But she's here. Are
5: you putting me over? I'm Jeff? putting you over, <laughs> huge.
4: <laughs> yes. L.A. Times writer. Wrestling fan, wrestling lover, Jen Yamato. What's going on?
5: I'm on Late Feast.
3: <laughs> yes. Hi, guys. Hi, was, Jen. That good. Hi. That's better than I usually
4: do. But we, we're all hyped up. We're all our like wrestling personas on this episode.
0: I am I, ready <laughs> to
3: rumble. <up. laughs> I
0: late
3: am late my wrestling feast. persona every day. What's I, your, like, your
0: name? What is your wrestling name? I'm like Rick Ross.
3: I don't break kayfabe. <laughs> uh, I don't break kayfabe when I'm awake. I don't break it when I'm asleep i don't break it when i'm by myself i don't break it when i'm alone in the car i don't break it
4: <laughs> okay so, uh, moving on, Wes, what is your wrestling uh alter ego uh
2: well when i was growing up we had a backyard wrestling league and my wrestling oh wow i'll show you some videos in the break uh, there's a lot of home.
5: space here to show us some moves
2: you I, know. I can do that too uh <laughs> but my wrestling name was wesley <laughs> and I was a bad guy. I'm
1: really stretching there,
3: but <laughs> <laughs> I my it's, its like a, what's his name—the uh, uh, current champion of PWG.
4: Oh, uh, Walter. Walter.
3: What? <laughs> yeah, Walter. Wesley, yeah.
4: Who's not the champion anymore? Oh man. Uh, uh, Jeff Cobb is the champion now. I think we've, we've seen. We him saw. Before. We saw him in Three yeah, mendis Okay. Yeah.
2: My finisher was the DDT, and I came out to a Kid Rock song, and I hit people. Oh, this that. is which, hit, which Kid Rock song? Uh, it was a song that not many people. Was it Baba to Baba? No, it was. This song called Shotgun. Wow. Oh, I know Shotgun. I, 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 Shotgun Again, is bad. I have this on my phone, I'll show it to
4: you. Also, Wes right. is saying that not many people might know a Cricket Rock song. <laughs> <laughs> it's insanity. All
3: right, uh, Eric. This is off of an album that went diamond. <laughs> <the
4: way. laughs> Eric, uh, this is going to be real interesting. What would you say your wrestling persona is? You'd be a commentator to me. You'd be a commentator. It's got to be Jew Chains. Well,
3: <laughs> Yeah, you could have a gimmick.
1: I have a couple things I need to say. This is the second episode in a row where we're talking about things that I have no knowledge of. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting the feeling that you guys are trying to ice me out. And I feel some type of way. First, it was the horror shit. Because you know, guys know I'm terrible at watching horror movies. And now wrestling. However, you already mentioned PWG. And you in- that introduced me... First of all, I'm a Booker stand In this house, yeah. we stand Booker T. Yeah. My, my fucking king. <laughs> God tier alpha, Booker yeah. T. But there is this dude on the PWG circuit. He's like a Bernie bro. <laughs> he's, like, he's like Adam no, Starr. Like, he's like the progressive Jew. David like, Star. Yeah. Damn which Star. Like, We saw him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, he is like, he like supports Bernie Sanders and like very, like he comes on, like does a spiel about like gay rights and women's rights and everything. I was like, this guy fucking slaps. Uh, that guy, I don't know what his name is. David Starr. David so Starr. You're, you're
3: choosing to be
4: someone else. Someone else.
1: Oh, it's, is that not what we were That's
4: talking? your persona. What's your persona? <laughs>
1: well, much like one of the films we're talking about today, which is um, very about uh, performance. Yeah. Um, you're performative. I'm, I'm performative Booker T slash David Starr.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so you are a white man playing a, you're a white Jewish man playing a black man.
1: Yes, playing another Jewish man. It's, it's, Mystic man is going to love you more than every
4: one of our, every, every one of our gimmicks. Yeah. Uh, Jen, you're wearing Zubas here. Very Zubas I'm wearing inspired. Zubas. I thought it
5: would be festive to celebrate this occasion.
4: Absolutely. What would your wrestling alter ego be?
5: Um, I'm not sure if I haven't given it. All the thought that you guys have. Wait, wait we're on
4: the wrestling. we're off the we're off the dome here. Um, the I do dome. have a
5: favorite wrestler. Okay, go ahead. She's a Japanese wrestler named Bull Nakano. Yes. Ooh. Who I really love like everything about her mm-hmm. aesthetic. Also, she grew up to like she lives in Japan. Uh, she's a like a Japanese lady wrestling.
4: She's an icon. Icon. Yeah, she's an icon. She had
5: a fucking badass makeup. Oh, I
4: swear. No, you can,
2: you
0: can oh, swear. You can swear. You
2: can, can
5: swear. out. You can swear. Can
2: out this is a family podcast. Now it is. <laughs> my my about family is constantly telling me to swear less on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my oh mom God. is very disappointed in all of this.
5: <laughs> she had this amazing sort of like punk rock aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and she was also, how do I say, a big boned girl? Plus size. I don't even know if she's plus size, but she- More like, to
4: love. She- Jesus. why are we answering? She carried Sorry. it
5: so powerfully, <laughs> and I just think she's, like, iconic in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's my favorite.
4: That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, obviously, everyone knows I do a podcast here on RNC Radio Network. Uh, I'm not going to have an alter ego. I'll just be... What?
5: Uh, I don't want one, then.
4: You have to have one. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to have one. I'm just going to be you can't like, call audibles. So I'm going to be Vince McMahon of this whole episode. here. Oh, interesting. The MAGA character. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. Come on. Also, also uh, I
3: don't know that we know uh, if... The, the actual Mr. McMahon character himself is MAGA. He
4: loves himself too much to allow himself to fall to that type of... His wife works for the administration.
3: Oh, my God! No, no, listen, the, just, listen, Eric, Eric, you have to know in in the storyline, yes. Tr- oh, Trump beat him up. Are we blurring so, lines here? no. Kinda okay. Well, that and we're gonna that's, talk about that's that. That's the beauty of of why wrestling is such a magnificent storytelling situation.
4: Absolutely, and that leads us to obviously we will be talking about wrestling movies on this episode of Late Fees and the blurring of the lines, which is confusing Eric a lot right now. Uh, we are gonna be talking about two. I'm movies. still in character.
1: And, uh, I don't I don't drop character until we do the DVD commentary. <laughs> yeah.
3: Sorry, we gotta put the Downey Jr. Top right in.
4: Uh, we're gonna be talking about two movies uh, today on Late Fees. Uh, One of them is going to be Ready to Rumble from 2000, and the other will be uh, The Wrestler, which came out in 2008. Two movies that are on very different and opposite poles of the world here. Uh, I believe (laughs) (laughs)
1: Truly, artistically (laughs) and uh, secularly. Um,
4: What was kind of like our our motivation for doing a wrestling episode today? I I think at first we were going to do another director, and then when we were coming up with the idea, I just said, let's do a wrestling episode. I think,
1: I mean... Aside from, like, the cultural shift in actual respectable representation of wrestling that's we've seen an uptick in with shows like GLOW, I think we were just talking about GLOW one day, too, yeah. and then we had moved an episode around. Uh, Jen Yamato, our, our illustrious guest, um, also made us do this, too. She uh, mm-hmm. She's a huge—she's a super fan of Late Fees. Yeah. And I uh, was awesome. like, we need to do a wrestling— oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Whoa. <laughs> no,
4: she is not putting us over.
3: Do not leave that in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um— but no, it's so, and it also falls on the wrestler's ten year anniversary, yep. which is um, kind of helps bookend the the episode as well.
5: I think uh, it's a great idea.
3: Yeah. yeah, we some of us were, some of us, everyone here uh, was. <laughs> we were talking earlier, and uh, like the Wrestler was a pretty formative movie uh, yep. for a lot of us. And like, we'll
4: talk about our experiences going to see the Wrestler. But before we get to that, how many of you guys were actually like? fans as kids like growing up watching wrestling and stuff like that like I know like Pat I took you to like your first PWG show yeah. like three years ago Eric we took you to like your first wrestling show period this year
1: <laughs> I'm a big proponent of wrestling gifts uh, I don't know who the people are I just think they're even without context, they're like the funniest fucking things to me. Uh, who who's the bald guy? Uh, who's the, the bald, bald guy? Uh, Which one? The guy who's always in a suit and looks really red and perturbed.
3: Huh? Uh, I think he's talking about uh, Stone Cold. No, no, he's, no Stone Cold never wore a
1: suit. Is, this, is this
3: Stone Cold management now? I
1: no. I, uh, Triple H? No, no. I know those guys. I I. <laughs> I have. He
3: says indignantly. How dare you,
1: sir? Um, I know the, the Stone Cold Booker back background. Yeah. Um, you of
3: course, probably know Undertaker. I know
1: Taker and Sting and Sting and of course Kane. and of course Andre the Giant. This guy uh, he Fuck man. Who who is it? what is he th- what's the gift? Just I, uh, tell us the gift, we'll tell you what it is.
5: I know I think I know
1: you Say it. it's like Stroman? Straw- Braun Strowman? Braun Strowman.
5: He's not he doesn't
0: wear suits
2: He's not bald either. He's not bald. Then
1: it's not him then. This guy is very <laughs> this guy is very bald and very intimidating. He looks like a fucking Bond villain. But I'm wasting time. Maybe We're wasting too much time on oh, this Oh whatever Jen what is your uh, Connection slash Paul friend? Heyman is Heyman. Heyman Oh Yeah my king Thank He's you. not even a wrestler yeah. Like what,
2: what's, what's the, the gift? What's the gift? What does
1: he do? <laughs> just like He's always like so It's so a reaction fan. gift He's like Oh
2: it's just a Paul Heyman face Yeah
4: Paul
1: okay. Heyman face like he's, he's
4: also Jewish too oh, I know Paul Heyman <laughs> Big, Bigly Jew it, I, I've been meaning For a very long time To show you his documentary Okay Yeah, His documentary You would love Paul Heyman Yeah you would love him He's a real He's really great. I mean, um, that's why I love Goldberg. Like, we finally had tough guy Jew representation. I've been looking for that my whole life. <laughs> uh, uh, Jin, what was kind of like your connecting connected tissue to wrestling? Maybe like growing up, or you know, uh,
5: growing up, I was obsessed with movies. So, like, my first introduction to wrestling was not really watching wrestling. Like a lot of friends that I have uh, who watch it growing up, like probably like us. Um, but through, like, every time Hulk Hogan was in some family comedy. I watch that, yeah. And then, like, sort of retroactively, I would watch snippets of like the '80s mm-hmm. icons. And then during the Attitude Era is when I think I first went to my first show. That's crazy. That's awesome. I fucking love how
3: Inside Baseball this whole is <laughs> that's be. so We're great. Be able I love to it. Explain almost none of it, and
5: don't <laughs> fucking care. But I remember, um, like, you remember when you used to like take. The disposable cameras yeah. to Costco yes. and get it developed. I remember Channel.
3: I was carrying one of those. <laughs> with these guys like a month.
5: <laughs> I I remember like getting pictures of The Rock developed at Costco because I like went to a Monday Night Raw or something. Amazing when I was in college. <laughs> no, maybe it was somewhere like around then. But I really was turned off by the misogyny. Yeah, that f- followed around that time. So I didn't. Like watch it or pay attention to it until more recently, when I've been really, really happy to see the women's evolution slash revolution. Nice.
0: Um,
5: and it's kind of brought me back into wrestling.
4: And that's awesome. And I, I think that's what they want to do. And you know, just becoming like a public company. WWE has made a lot of strides since two thousand fourteen, and I think it really started when like NBC shorted them and didn't give them like five hundred million dollars for a TV deal, and they were like. Wow, like our that's what they think they of us. They fucking should have. <laughs> yeah, but I mean at the time in 2014 they yeah. should have. Like this is post Chris Benoit and I and I and I mention this after the wrestler. Like the wrestler came out 3 year like 2 or 3 years after Chris Benoit and it's like the the perception of this was very negative and now they're yeah. trying to turn it in. well they're doing their best to turn it <laughs> positive yeah. regardless of what they're doing but I think the bright spot of all of current wrestling is the women. And I think that it's amazing. Like you've got women like Asuka and Naomi Mm -hmm. and, you know, all the women coming up, like, uh, Kairi Sane and Shayna Baszler, like all great women that are coming up. Uh, unfortunately, none of these women (laughs) are represented in the right way. in either of the movies that we're going to see today, but still a good thing. (laughs) Wes, what was kind of like your introduction to to Uh, wrestling?
2: I think it was my friends were really into it. And I started watching it with them. And then I just remember every Monday, uh, watching, like, at first we started with Nitro. I was really into, like, Nitro. And then I switched to WWF, yeah. which was a little more dangerous because it was Attitude Era. <laughs> and I remember we had to go to bed, like, this... Raw was, like, a two-hour show back then. Yeah, nine, I think it's, like, 9 to 11. I think it's, like, four hours now. Who knows? It, it's uh,
4: three. Unfortunately, I watch uh, it every single week.
2: <laughs> and our bedtime was, like, on the dot, like, when hour two started. Yeah. So we would have to go upstairs and act like we were asleep. And then I would turn the TV on and we'd be real quiet to watch the end of the show. You, even and, when you're getting hyped with Stone Colds coming out? Oh, uh, like... like it, it was the worst for going to bed after. Yeah. Because like, it, it you're just laying there uh, just jacked. <laughs> just jacked. Just jacked. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was like a really, like, thing that I was really into. I wanted to be a wrestler. And then I was like, I have no pain tolerance. So this is not going to work out. That's that's funny. That's
4: funny for like, as long as I've been watching, I've been watching wrestling since I was five years old. So for as long as I've been watching this, I've never actually wanted to do this shit. Cuz you're Ever. smart.
0: You're smart. <laughs>
2: I've never wanted to do I always <laughs> have never really...
5: tried to like suplex somebody. Oh yeah, yeah of
3: course. Okay, okay. Yeah. Everyone has tried yeah. to suplex. I tried to <laughs> pe- Everyone
2: I, here has done the stone cold Stunner.
0: Like, I
4: tried to pedigree my cousin awesome. and <laughs> accidentally we didn't jump right. Like it was so I actually uh. I actually like fell on him. And I hit his head on the on the floor. I don't know how he's still alive. That could see been we ran so When we
3: were growing up, the, I, the this was like what my relationship with wrestling was. Was like first off, I was a first child, so like I was not allowed to watch like a, a lot of shit. Uh, <laughs> that like my sister was like eleven and like watching Curb Your Enthusiasm with my parents, my third, my the third of their kids. And so like for a while, my parents were just like no wrestling, like like you're just gonna watch guys like beat the shit out of each other like that's not cool uh there was constantly stuff on like you know your local news about like some guy accidentally kills his young cousin yeah like doing a wrestling <laughs> me? movie probably yeah. me and my mom was like this is all this and so and then like i finally was allowed to watch it one time it's like between like like third fourth fifth grade like around then when like it was really popular mm-hmm. and like the undertaker was like the most powerful guy in the world. Like he was I, leading a cult I probably did, at that I didn't time. Are you saying, are you saying like, The Undertaker isn't still the most
5: powerful?
3: You know, I, I won't go on record saying that. I
4: saw his <laughs> I saw his crown jewel match, that gut,
3: not powerful. I, you know, I saw him get booed when he started talking about crown jewel. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was grim. Uh, but, like, I finally watched it after only hearing, like, my mom be like, it's fake, why do you even care? Oh, I watched it, and that was really mom. the only context for it that I had. And so I watched it and I was like, I just didn't get it. And mm-hmm. I didn't, and like that, I really didn't get it again until uh, like adulthood, honestly. Like, yeah. like, like five years ago, yeah. maybe. I, uh, and I, I fell
2: off like hard uh, when Stone Cold turned heel at uh, WrestleMania A, a lot of people did. Yeah, I fell <laughs> off big and I was done. Were you like? I was done. Disillusion, for you.
5: Were you broken hearted? I was
2: broken, and I was like, "This is starting to suck." Like, I, I don't like it anymore, and I I didn't watch for years, and I I still don't watch regularly. But uh, my best friend Caleb, uh, who shout out of to guys, Caleb, yeah, yeah, man, Caleb is the best. You guys have met him. Uh, he 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 never really let go of it, and he kind of brought me back into the fold and got me to go to uh, WrestleMania two years ago in, in Orlando, Orlando. Mm-hmm. and it was that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah,
2: and actually, the women's wrestling really got me into it uh because i think they're incredible like charlotte flair is incredible yeah
4: charlotte is incredible but something that is not incredible
2: is where
4: (laughs) where wrestling was uh to rather where wcw was world championship wrestling was at the end of 2000 or rather the whole year of 2000 um if you've never read the death of wcw book definitely recommend that book it's amazing they talk about this in a lot of detail, but we're going to be talking about Ready to Rumble, a movie that has literally, like I said earlier, none of these women represented in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it's kind of on the peak, or not even on the peak, or the downswing of, of popular uh, pro wrestling being a popular genre uh, in the mainstream. You had the end of the Attitude Era coming up in just one year, and you also had the end of WCW coming in just one year as well. And I think Jen said it best, this movie pretty much killed WCW.
5: I don't... No, I didn't say that. I I think Wes said that. But I think it didn't kill WCW. I think Ready to Rumble failed to save WCW. Because WCW was already on the decline Mm -hmm. because Attitude Era WWE was, like, sucking up all the air. Yep. And in the last few years of WCW, before they sold the company, they were really trying to, like, branch out and do a lot of cross-branding. You saw a lot of, like...
4: 1-800-COLLECT commercials, they had video games with EA, they had... I mean, like, uh,
5: if these, like, if these dancing Nitro girls couldn't save (laughs) WCW.
1: Quick question, for our listeners at home, and by that I mean me sitting right here, uh, was the Attitude Era spray paint beard,
4: Hogan? Uh, That was, the Attitude Era was a WWF era, specifically. That was The Rock, Triple H, Stone Stone Cold. Cold... Okay. Undertaker. The Undertaker. Like, that's when the people were wearing middle.
3: the 316 yeah. shirts? Okay.
4: Yeah, and the suck-it yeah, suck like stuff. It's like
5: the mid to late 90s.
4: Uh, I'd right? say from 96 to yeah. 2001. 96 to 2000. From the Montreal screw job up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was... Mm, yeah, i say that too. I mean, your mileage may vary as to where, when it Wait, begins. do you
5: feel like you need to explain to... The, to all, the viewers, all the people listening at home, what WCW is? Uh,
4: WCW was a a mostly southern brand of pro wrestling that kind of grew out of the NWA uh, in the late uh, late eighties, early nineties. Uh, it was run by a bunch of different people, but eventually, this is like a super abridged version. Okay, eventually Ted Turner gets the company and puts it in the hands of somebody named Eric Bischoff, who I met was him. who was a he he's felt, a
0: he's very nice. He's to a me.
4: great guy. He's a great and, and cool guy. Uh, and he kind of had a TV mentality where everything should have a purpose and everything should look good on t- on television. So from there, he started getting all of the people from the WWF that were popular and successful in other genres, And
5: giving them bigger paydays, giving them for- Bigger yeah, paydays.
4: absolutely. So, he gave people like Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, all of this money. So, the biggest thing that ever happened in WCW was when Hulk Hogan became a bad guy and he had the spray paint. He turned the on the Joe Budden beard, the Joe Budden beard. <laughs> he turned on, he turned on, uh, in storyline, of course, which Ready to Rumble has no sense of any type of kayfabe in this movie. Oh, at we gotta all. talk about that actually. But, oh, uh, yeah,
5: so Ready to Rumble. Oh, yeah, Ready.
4: Well, essentially, that's that's where the the Evil Hulk Hogan came from. He's not in the movie, so.
0: Right, so yeah. Ready to
5: Rumble comes in sort of in the the declining years of WCW. It's an almost pretty much all hands on deck. Everyone's so in So many it. WCW stars and like personalities, personalities
4: commentators, yeah. So yeah. announcers. Many mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and before we like just do a boilerplate breakdown of what it is trying to be about, uh, for lack of a plot. Um, <laughs> what I, w- I want to know, like, is this was this sort of a cynical. Cat, uh, cash grab might be the right wrong word cuz it grabs zero cash um but like the same way that uh casino royale was sort of pandering to this cultural zeitgeist moment of like um gambling and shit being mm-hmm. sort of um uh, so prominent in the culture was this like speaking to the wrestling uh I think uh, that's power? why it failed. Oh. I think that's huh. why it
4: failed cuz it it doesn't really speak to any wrestling fan. It speaks to, I, I feel like it was written by someone who doesn't really understand what the wrestling fan Steven is Brill. like. Steven Brill, who wrote all the Mighty Ducks movies.
0: Yeah. But who also
1: who also directed Adam Sandler's Great new oh stand-up God. special.
3: He also directed Heavyweights. King. Oh, Heavyweights is a classic. It is yeah. classic. Actually, and you it can, can trouble that.
5: was written by Steven Brill but directed by Brian Robbins. Mm-hmm. Of Good Burger? Yes. yes. yes.
3: Blues fan. I, w- I was saying that uh, this guy has actually directed as many movies as I like as Aronofsky has.
0: So,
3: <laughs> so uh, it, uh, I'll be addressing that. I, yeah.
4: I really feel like this movie is... In a lot of ways really cynical and kind of mean to wrestling fans what's it about really i feel like it's mean to wrestling fans
2: (laughs) who's who stars in this film
0: david
4: arquette and scott con and oliver platt and it is about two slack-jawed yokel ass (laughs) beavis beavis and butthead ass idiots who, who seem to think that what they're seeing is for real they see their their Jimmy King, who is... Played by Oliver Platt. Who played by Oliver Platt, who is like this Hulk Hogan, Jerry the King Lawler, Augmentation, like one person. I actually think
3: this one of the movies deftest moves (laughs) is to uh, have their hero at least be a fictional wrestler and for all of the other things to be real wrestlers. I think it would have been a worse movie...
4: If all the real guy, if all the wrestlers were real guys,
3: no, no. If I think if if their like if their hero was Hulk Hogan, playing a a, a real wrestler not being the center of this movie was a smart. Well, that's why
5: this is interesting for me. This is a meta kayfabe movie. It's Mm -hmm. a movie that acknowledges what kayfabe is, but even within the movie, it sort of protects the the magic of wrestling by saying, "Look, this is a fictional story with Oliver Platt playing this wrestling champ." Who was defeated by actual wrestler Diamond Dallas Page (laughs) and sort of. With this, with this nefarious plot between all these WCW it's, real wrestlers, it's so weird. And a fake, <laughs> a fake, a fictitional, a fictitious Booker played by Joe Pantaleo. Joe Pants, Joe Pants. Yes.
4: Who's, who is supposed to be like this movie. Eric this movie yeah. supposed to be, it, but it's like a movie that has Eric Bischoff, but it also mirrors the Montreal job. Yeah, with, with how they turn on Jimmy during the match. Yeah. So,
5: so the plot is these two super fans of this one <laughs> iconic wrestler. See him live go down during this betrayal of a wrestling match. You
3: would and think then this then was fucking daredevil the way this wrestling out, match goes Then
5: down. the two fans set out to help their their hero regain his wrestling glory, his and, belt, and in, and therefore and, and in doing so, they also regain a sense of purpose. It's a per-
3: perfect breakdown. The funniest version of this movie is the realistic version which is they storm a writers room. <laughs> they, yeah.
4: Well, boy, here's what I'm going to talk about. Like there's one part in this movie where they sneak Jimmy back into Jimmy who is for all, <laughs> all intents and purposes fired from fired. his company. Yeah. They sneak him into the building and he starts beating his old coworkers up. I actually <laughs>
3: love I really like, when, when that, that happens great. like halfway through I was like I don't know what the fuck is happening, but they're kind of going for it but here. Also, like,
4: fuck all that. This movie's almost two hours uh, long. It's yeah, also, so long. I was surprised it wasn't
3: oh in the uh, that eighty-five minute range we were hitting last uh, episode.
5: <laughs> it should have been. It should have yeah, been. Oh yeah, because to me, honestly, like watching this, the movie starts out pretty good. it does, I it does in the yeah, beginning, yeah. and then like halfway through, I'm like, oh god, what's
3: <laughs> yeah, happening? Yeah, there well, I mean, like the like the like the farting nuns van. Like this cut movie, that loves movie poop. It's well, ten minutes. They are covered and butts. in butts. <laughs> they are covered in shit for the almost the whole film. Yeah, they're literally like porta potty. Yeah, they're set did it you catch this movie is a worse version of Dumb and Dumber? Did basically. you catch when they're...
2: There's a scene where they're like eating hamburgers next to their poo truck. Yeah, and there's literally poop dripping yep. the entire. But right next to their face as they're eating because poop.
5: they're they. One of them owns a sewage yeah. company. It's, yeah, it's,
2: it's a joke. I think this goes back to <laughs> it's a joke. This
5: goes back to uh, your Pat's question: Who is this for? I don't think. I think it's for. It was trying to be for too many people, which is yeah. yes. actual wrestling fans who get the inside joke and want to be honored. I guess, but like, <laughs> but those wrestling fans are like the optimal age of those are like pre teenage boys. Yeah. Who like fart, poop, and boob joke. Yeah. yeah. And then also it's a Warner Brothers studio movie, so it kind of has to hit these really broad comedy beats. Yes. And it's trying to do all of those and things. And in that
3: way, in the broad <laughs> comedy beats, it is it it's so broad it I was watching it like, how is this 2000 and not 1985? <laughs> like, I, look, especially this podcast has made me realize like, there's less of a difference between 1985 mm-hmm. and 2000 than we think. But I mean, like, I, I I I agree with you, Jen. The movie does start actually pretty strong. Like, I was watching it like, this is crazy. Like, they fight the guy in the uh uh, oh, the like,
4: yes. Amit Zappa, yeah. where's yeah. he
3: at? The whole movie's gonna be like this. Like, the, it's, it was basically like a musical, yeah. but with wrestling. But it ended up yeah. not being like that at all. And you're David right. Arquette, like, has his thumb up his ass, literally. I it hated it, that yeah. song. It is like a musical. Yeah. I love that and opening. And when everything. I thought the whole movie was going to be like that. Like, magical
5: I, realism for wrestling. Yeah, words. I
3: was like, there's instead of musical bits, there's going to be, like, he fights the convenience store yeah. guy. It was He's going to be... fight a traffic cop. Like, that would have been a crazy, sick and, movie.
5: And the scene that you're talking about is in the beginning where David Arquette is, like, is, like, is, like confronting the <laughs> local 7-Eleven clerk who hates him <laughs> and, and all kids <laughs> fantasizes that macho man Randy Savage materializes out of nowhere to do a tag team match with, between David Arquette and his okay. icon the played King. by Oliver Platt yeah. and the and Ahmed Zappa and Macho Man Randy yeah. Savage. And
1: it is like a really strange, like, it's like a fever dream. It has, like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is like a fun house representation <laughs> yeah. of. It's got green light. Right, yeah, it's like, it, it, I said it, I wrote down when I was writing, I was like, this feels like Meet the Deedles. Meets <laughs> uh, yeah. meet, meets Super Mario Brothers, like the, the John Luguzamo wow. movie. I, Just like I, the strange like it's, it's not almost a
5: kind. Meet no, the deedles. It's
1: like strange Dutch Damn. angles and and it's like weird color grading that it almost looks like cartoony. It looks and like and a fincher film. It, yeah. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> green, that green view. Yeah.
0: looks <laughs> yeah. like,
1: like a Fincher no, film. No, that's more brown than uh, Listen, uh I, but like the ring falls down in the convenience store and it's like I was like, oh this is gonna be fun, like very bizarro. Yeah. Trip, yeah, and then like you said, it, it immediately succumbs to like that those terrible trends of two thousand comedies yeah, it where abandoned
3: a brilliant style, it yeah. becomes like the most derivative it's shit. It's like how
1: can we literally de- derivative shit because they work for a sewage company. <laughs> <laughs> and then like before we get into like and then yeah, even before yeah. Because you guys
4: like, love this opening
1: scene, I'm yeah. just like. <laughs> and then it immediately like yeah becomes the most like yeah. gay panic misogynistic
4: shit movie. Well, let's talk about the gay panic in this movie. Oh, there's a lot. There's a <laughs> lo- of which there's a lot. As Scott Kahn's character being very conflicted about being able to love men. Yeah, he gets punched in the face for it by Sting yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like I was like so it's not okay to love men, which
5: is strange because there are a lot of moments, especially towards the beginning, uh, the character development. <laughs> you know where, uh, where David Arquette's character kind of is written to, to as, as like a, a reflection and a deconstruction of like traditional masculine. Yeah,
2: his dad is a cop, and and like and, oh, the yeah. cops in this movie. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. very anti. So it's like he
5: <laughs> rejects, that. that's why I love it. He rejects one form of real life hyper masculinity and embraces a, a fictional sort of gimmicky masculinity yeah, yeah. but i feel like some there are some points in which this bromance is like actually progressive
0: yeah and, I, then, I,
4: I, and then and then they then he says that's gay and i was like whoa wait a minute yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and like i will say when he gets hit in the face i do it's kane who hits him right sting, sting, stings, sting stings. hits him sting hits him uh i do think actually that uh my interpretation of that scene was that sting hits him for uh because he won't shut the fuck yeah, he's up, being annoying. Because then, like David Arquette pops up and he's like, "Me too, me too, me too, hit me!" And like he does get. That's hit. not how I read that scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, Maybe a forgiving reason. His thing was looking at him scene.
4: like love, men, and then he punches well, him. And that's, <laughs> it's
1: strange because I agree with Jen that like there are moments where the movie kind of tip-to- tiptoes towards condemning this sort of toxic. Uh, homophobic, like the uh, the Shermanator, you know, staple staple of '90s comedies <laughs> pops up and gets called a pussy for talking on the phone or a my
4: sissy. Dad
3: says, "Yacking on, on the phone, phone is for pussies." Yeah, a, so like, <laughs> Amazing.
1: it's a lot of like, uh, um, yeah, like a lot of sissy and pussy being thrown around.
3: But that's what
4: they think. Wrestle, and, and again, it goes back to my point of like that's what this movie thinks wrestling fans that's that's their base
1: right but the film like never really fully indicts it it's yeah like right. it, it, at all it, it lets it off the hook the
5: Shermanator scenes are
0: I laughed really an indictment hard. Bad.
5: of that because it's the you sympathize with him for having to put up with a father who projects that kind of stuff onto him
0: yeah, yeah.
1: right we do because I think we're watching it through a, a, oh, a, a
5: 2018
1: yeah. lens. I think we yeah, have a good point as, we're, you know, we you understand. We're,
3: we're, well, yeah, but I mean, I yeah. can't say that watching it at age 11 or 12, had I been allowed to see it, uh, <laughs> I can't say I would have been like, as someone who was definitely a sissy, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know that I would have been like, I probably would have been like, yeah, fuck sissies. Like, That's sissies what I'm saying. Cool. Like, you know,
1: yeah, watching through a modern he, lens.
3: You've asked like, who was this movie made for?
2: I saw this when I was 12, and I did really like it. <laughs> there you go. In fact, This is the first DVD I ever owned.
4: That's that. I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm so sorry to hear that it wasn't the Matrix.
2: Wait, (laughs) that's everybody. We were all. How many times do you think
5: you've seen it?
2: So I rewatched it last night with some friends, and I literally could remember every. Line like I've seen this movie way too many times. Well, you, I mean, you it's probably, a bad movie. You probably but I...
3: watched it like a hundred times, like when you got the yeah. because I was like wrestling, and, and then <laughs> didn't watch it again yeah, for like yeah. fifteen years. Yeah, like I no, mean, that's how this w- shit goes. Last
2: night was like the first time I've seen it
3: in probably ten years. But,
5: but it is deeply problematic. Sure. Oh
3: yes, yeah. no, one hundred percent. I mean, like for, it has a lot of charm, I would say. But it's, was... it's a bad movie buoyed by. Good performances from character actors. Let's I talk was,
2: about.
4: Uh, let's
5: talk about the women.
4: Yes, but before we talk about the women, oh sure. Before we talk about the women, I want to talk. I want to ask you guys who you think the best wrestler actor was in this movie. Oh,
5: I was gonna say I think the unsung hero of this movie is it's DDP. It's
2: DDP. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he <laughs> and he went on to act in other. He was in uh, Devil's Rejects. Yeah, he was. And he was some other stuff.
5: I, mostly, I think uh, that because this is
2: a
3: better movie.
5: He's <laughs> in Simon Dallas Page is in a lot of this movie, mm-hmm. playing himself. But he plays the heel, which is also the most thankless job mm-hmm. a wrestler can possibly <laughs> do. So he's playing himself.
3: And which isn't like, pe- yeah. like playing a fictionalized version of yourself when you're famous is something that I think people it's assume easy. is really easy. I don't think it's easy. easy I think see. it's, it's really easy to splash hard those, hard those to dives.
4: Do. They yeah. also kill him at the end. He, he is <laughs> he, he is dead. He is dead. But he falls through. He falls through cages. like four cages. and hits his back. And they play it up like like Goldberg's like yeah. I'm yeah. Like, Wait. There is that <laughs> kind of Goldberg. He's like yeah. I'm like, Goldberg, he's dead. And
1: that that yeah is why Goldberg's this unsung hero.
4: This
2: it is so. I don't know, guys, it. I was really feeling Perry Saturn. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Perry Saturn and Psycho Sid as slapstick. Burglar, like, robbers, kidnappers.
2: Who, who get, get beat up. Who get beat up by Martin Landau. <laughs> oh, no. Who was playing Stu Hart. He was
5: playing... Yes.
2: This, this movie, movie is terrible. So, this movie is so inside baseball. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's, but it's, right. it's great.
5: It is great for those reasons. I know. And if I was, like, a little wrestling child fan <laughs> at the time, I would have felt so seen by this <laughs> movie. I
2: did. But looking back on it, I'm like, oh, God, this is – and that's why it's I think so I think
1: that's why I was the most disappointed because of all of these reasons that I've learned about wrestling through you guys and that great opening scene. I was like, oh, wait, maybe this is actually trying to make a slick commentary on like how wrestling is like actually good blue collar theater and how there is so much to enjoy. And this sort of low art, for lack but, of a better word. And then it immediately leans into all of the worst But the
4: movie treats wrestling as if it is a... con, And I love wrestling. And this is going to be very bad that I say this. <laughs> but it treats wrestling as if it's a construct of like real life. Like, what are the differences between the punches that DDP was throwing at the king before he turned on him yeah. and the punches after? No, That's, I mean, you and yeah. I were
3: texting about this during the day. Like, the yeah. movie kind of... The movie makes it seem like wrestling actually is like a superpower. Yeah, that's, that's why like, I
5: say it's like meta kayfabe. But kayfabe's kayfabe by like all of a sudden, like in the beginning, that first match between mm-hmm. DDP and the King starts out as wrestling. Wrestling, yeah. But then DDP starts actually beating him up. But within the movie, that's like
2: a bad. It was a bad thing, right? It, yeah, and so it's, it's like, like, how does the crowd? How did the crowd know that something was wrong? It's honestly kind of insane that and I was thinking this last night when we were watching it, it's crazy that they acknowledge that there's a script. Yeah. For a movie that is a WCW film
4: oh at that point WCW Vince Russo had already taken over
2: so they already had gotten, they
4: had already yeah. they had already started shooting so on air mm-hmm. this was also post Montreal so a lot of backstage inside politics were already yeah. out well
5: even the having the backstage cam I yeah. think yeah. was an interesting you could see
2: producers and stuff backstage it's like I just, on
5: the edges of reality TV
2: yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just thought it was crazy that like Joey Pants is like yeah he's gonna he's gonna crown you and you're gonna lose and then right. they're like alright I guess that's it
3: and you're just like whoa I like that Scene. I
4: too. That's one C because he, then he takes DDP over like, hey, He's listen, like, hey,
3: man, gonna I'm going to make you now. It, I mean, honestly, Joey Pants is so good. Like, his it, outfit!
2: They <laughs> beat him up. Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Again, these are untrained oh professionals. <laughs> Not even professionals, these are untrained people. They clean shit. They beat up the head writer of WCW. They are not arrested, and then they, he promises them
2: a match. Yeah, this, <laughs>
4: yeah. That, part so million million fucking, that part is so
0: insane.
2: That part is so,
4: so insane where they're like dollars. where
0: they're like ref
2: count it. And I'm like,
0: this isn't a fucking
2: match. But <laughs>
5: that's why it's kind of brilliant in that it that this movie at the for its time does serve what wrestling had become. Yeah, right. Which is yeah. that people fans were aware that the veil was a veil, mm-hmm. um, and they saw beyond the veil. But this movie allows you to still think that. Even the backstage stuff yeah. that you know is happening is real.
4: So we mentioned it before. I, w- I do want to talk about the role of women in this movie. Who? <laughs> 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 yeah. Who? <laughs> but honestly,
2: it's pretty representative of how women were viewed and treated in wrestling at, at that the time. time. Absolutely. Yeah. It was bad.
4: Uh, Rose McGowan looks dead in the eyes. I, actually, I
2: researched... Uh, to see if she had said anything about this movie because I was mm-hmm. I one i had forgotten she was in it and two I was like oh man I feel bad already I wasn't this right when
3: she made Jawbreaker and like yeah um, those movies and uh,
2: like she did say this is like one of the few movies she like really regretted doing well <laughs> like I, I, I want I don't want to interrupt. Uh... Uh, I know Jen's got bars for this, and rightfully
1: <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I've got <but> bars too. <laughs> you don't need to research anything she said if you watch the fucking blooper reel at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, keep, that the, was the, rough. The, the, when oh David my God. Arquette is mo-
5: cracking up about the boob line, she goes,
1: "I can't stop looking at your boobs," and starts laughing. She looked. She. It was the most haunting thing. I was like, they kept this in yeah. there. It was yeah. Yeah. so disturbing. There's yeah. a there's a blooper. I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but uh, I'll 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 cede the floor. Um, yeah. It, David Com- David Arquette is giggling at her cleavage or whatever and you see her like look at the camera like I'm not laughing walks away and she does like a nervous giggle and she goes this is horrifying mm-hmm. and then you hear like all like the crew members in the back laughing then they cut two nut shots and, then they cut, yeah. and I'm just like <laughs> oh, yeah. why the fuck it. and look man this was this was pre-Rose McGowan before she was uh uh, cursing out trans women at 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 uh Barnes okay. and Noble and saying the N word on Twitter and blaming it on weed. Okay. Um, God, but God. it was it was it was brutal to watch and it was really uh I'm I'm just shocked that I kept that shit in there. So
4: Jen <laughs> She's
3: really good and grinding So Jen, how did you feel about
4: characters like Rose McGowan's Nitro Girl character in this movie? Uh just in, in general.
5: Uh I actually really like Rose this era I like Rose McGowan as an actress. Yeah, yeah and I, I think she has the number one most thankless job in this movie because oh, yeah. she plays a deceptive head nitro girl. Yeah, she's cancer.
3: like a duplicitous bitch. Like it's like it's literally like an archetype and like they're like, you look like, you work for the man and your job is to like be kinda slutty. Yep. Like it's so of the era and shitty.
5: Although the then the strange thing is she's surrounded by real Nitro girls playing themselves. Yeah. And so it's, like, so many parts of this movie, there are things that are cool and things that really don't work and things that fall flat on their face. Um, But, like, you end up having a lot of sympathy for some of the other female Mm -hmm. characters, but still almost all of them, all of them, all of them are either sexualized or objectified um, or discarded. Mm-hmm, yeah. They don't have anything meaningful to do. Mm-hmm. And it is representative, as you said, West, of how women were treated inside, like literally in the ring, in wrestling, and The industry, just
1: in yeah, everything. It was, it, and it wasn't making a commentary about that. It was just part and parcel with what the fuck was and happening. And when, when
3: you combine that, which is a shitload to unpack in and of itself, when you combine that with a script, a script and a screenwriter who more or less treats characters in general as fodder. Like, you just know, like, the, the treatment of humanity in general is already so downgraded that the misogyny is just going to be what yeah. ratcheted up. Yeah. Who,
5: who was it on the group text earlier who said this is an incel movie? Oh,
4: Justin. Uh, Justin. <laughs> yes. It's it, an incel it movie. It is proto-incel. It's it an, totally it, is. It's an incel movie. I caught it from, and this is my first time seeing this movie. I've oh, never wow. seen it before. I'm I was, I was off of the WCW bandwagon at this point. I knew that it sucked. It looked like it sucked. Everything with WCW sucked at the time. I didn't want, I didn't want anything <laughs> to do with it. I saw this movie. I saw how Rose McGowan... There was a scene where they were... After the Nitro was over, and they were all outside, and they were all yeah. dancing, and they took off their skirts. Mm. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't what women do when they're done with the show. Like, they've already been dancing for you guys for three hours already. Yeah, and then if you look at Scott Con's character with with the uh, with his with like the home girl that he ended up having sex with, the girl uh,
5: that he overlooked at first. Yeah.
4: Absolutely, I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, this is an incel movie. This is written for for insults. Like, and then
5: David Arquette's character has sex with Rose McGowan um, and is no longer a virgin.
3: <laughs> yeah, yes, that. And and that was when I was when Justin was like, it's an incel movie. I was like, ah, eh, it's a slight incel. And let's Whoa. talk
5: about that sex. Yeah, also, I, also
2: abuses her yeah. Beats her <laughs> he beats her during sex yeah he she, and before <laughs> she uh, she she pulls her breast out he screams foreign objects and then punches her in the face mm-hmm. and then continue, they cut to a shot outside of the window you see him flip her over there are more punching sounds
3: mm-hmm. but there are is also, like those they're also regular sex sounds yes like it's, re- it's it really is weird. but the way
2: it's shot is like it's like the scene in Cape Fear when Robert oh, De Niro yeah. is, like, raping and killing, like, mm-hmm. hurting someone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I insane. Would, I
5: would, like, do you, know, do you have an idea of what Little West made of that scene? I can't remember.
3: And oh, th- th- thinking of your reaction to the blowjob scene in Ace Ventura, you probably, <laughs> had, you probably thought they were fucking practicing wrestling. <laughs> I probably did. You were probably like, oh, well, she, like, works there, so, like, she's okay. actually, sh- like, she's showing him... Like some of the behind the scenes moves, it's, so it's insane. Like, I really can't remember how, what I perceived.
4: Right like, down to the end, where uh, Booker T's wife Charmel, mm-hmm. is, is yeah. on one side, and there's another woman on the on the other. I forgot her name, With Martin of Martin, Martin, Lando. Uh, Martin Landau, oh, and the kissing Hummer? him. And then he just, he, I was just like, what the fuck
0: yeah. is
2: this? Yeah, like, they have a like they have like a hot tub and the Hummer, and a Hummer, and they're driving off with the Nitro Girls, presumably to have sex. To with
4: have them. sex with them, more sex. Yeah.
2: And,
5: okay, I, I didn't read. The sex part. But they, they were rewarded with the company yeah, yeah. of the Nitro Girls. And then, by the way, Nitro Girls were obviously a real dance entity within yes. WCW. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it reduces real a real profession, which these women are at. This is labor. This
4: oh,
3: isn't how they are.
4: How about how Rose's character is written off of the movie?
3: She just goes away.
4: She she gets practically decapitated by a ladder. The ladder. Oh. And she oh, never shows up yeah. again. She's <laughs> constantly just hurt. Yeah, like, she never shows up again. I was like... And it's... that's supposed to be, like, a fist pump yeah, moment. She, You're yeah, like, yeah good She's for her. She's
5: punished with violence.
4: Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. And Goldberg might as well have did the... Yeah! That he did after DDP <laughs> died yeah.
1: after that. Yeah, it's not enough that they're reduced to props. They have to be physically harmed and, and injured for, for there to be, like, a catharsis for the male characters. It's yeah. fucking insanity. And it's a PG-13 movie. And like you said, like... Yeah, you're, you, you turned out okay, but like, how many other 11-year-old boys carried that with them until
4: adulthood? Adulthood. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Fucking so terrifying.
5: Plenty of this movie does not hold up. No,
4: <laughs> plenty of okay. it. But before, but before I ask you guys if so we diplomatic. keep this, before I ask, because I really want to know what keeps this, uh, before, we, before we get to that point, the legacy God. of Ready to Rumble is of uh, really just one character in the movie, or one person or one actor in the movie, David Arquette, who two weeks after this movie actually came out, Won the WCW <laughs> World Title on television.
2: Wait,
5: uh, what? Yes. yes, they promoted it. Yeah. They
2: promoted it. I don't remember this at he, all. He didn't want to do it.
4: Yeah, he didn't want to do it. Russo, but Vince insisted. Russo, the head writer of WCW, insisted that he become the champion.
5: A tag team champion? No,
3: the world,
4: the main yeah. the world champion. That's really.
3: They should have just worked in like they should have just had him and Platt come together and be. Platt like, was
4: probably wanting nothing well, to do. Yeah, with I'm that. sure <laughs> that's true. I'm sure
3: that's true. He probably saw the final cut of the movie and was thinking like. I have to get in the smallest budget, most art house motherfucker <laughs> that shows up on my doorstep next, because look at this. He's but, great, though. He, he oh, was, uh, I think he's fantastic, he brings honestly.
1: It, he brings it to no matter what movie he's in. That's why I yeah, love him. He, he, he checked his email. and said, oh, did the, the, the check clear? Okay. Yeah,
3: exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. What do
2: you guys think of, one, David Arquette as a whole, like, in general, as an actor, but... In this movie, I I wrote this down last night. This is the full Arquette. Like this a lot of people, a, a lot of movie. people say, like, oh, you're getting the full Cage with the yeah, H- H- yeah. movies now. This is like him completely unhinged. The laugh, yeah. Are the you faces. This is
5: peak Arquette?
2: No, like this is like him, like with no restraints. Like there, he's just um, screaming. And I don't being, know that there
3: is a peak Arquette. Yeah, well, it, it's uh,
1: strange because like
3: Scream One. Uh, okay, hang, hang on. Actually, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Right, scream no, no, One. No. is Peak Arquette. My 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 question about Arquette in this movie is a Scream related question. So. At the end of the movie, Arquette becomes a wrestler whose gimmick is like a sheriff. So oh wow! Are we to assume that like they were like looking at Arquette's character in Dewey Scream? We Do We the Extended and they Universe? Were, like, I think it actually is meta commentary on Arquette in general. That like he's basically his guy from Scream. It's also as his weird character. that
2: Rose McGowan and David Arquette our siblings and scream and now they're lovers
3: in this movie wait, oh. another weird connection Ugh. i That's was crazy. i was home for a wedding this past weekend and my mom what every time my mom and i were together and i brought up incest as a premise for a story she what? rejected it huh? wait, wait, I, huh? thank god
4: <laughs> 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 what <laughs> <laughs> normal normal conversation with mom uh anyway that is the legacy of that uh their <laughs> kid lost the title at the next pay like two weeks later uh, the rest is history. He did, however, give uh, the proceeds of the money that he received from WCW to Brian Pillman's son. Brian Pillman, of course, was a wrestler who uh, passed away tragically far too young. So shout out to him for that. David Arkay actually wrestles again. He wrestled, he wrestled again this year. It, his it, first match. That's
1: fucking awesome. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people were coming off like career bests, for lack of a better word. Like, I think Dewey's his best in Scream 3. It came out the same year. Uh, in Scream 3? Yeah, I love Dewey in, in Scream 3. Uh, it's a bad movie. Yeah, but he's great in it. That's why it's good because you're he's...
5: you're right. That he, is the best doing.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah it's, it's the best doing. It. he's
4: fully realized in that movie because it's I'm like, you, sorry, said,
1: screen like you said. Yeah. It's bad and it knows what to do with its most arched character, its broadest mm. character. Scott Con coming off of um, Boiler Room and he's great in it as like a tough, like heavy guy.
3: I, I, it, Scott kind of was my favorite part of, of Scott, Rumble. Scott, Scott really. Con
4: did all of his own stunts in this movie.
1: I think he has some in, in his contract where he has to like body slam or punch somebody. He's like <laughs> a bruiser in every fucking movie. Varsity Blues. I also
5: think he he looks
3: like he's having a lot of fun and ready to run. I yeah, think he is too. I, I, think I, he is I, too. Think I think David is too. too. I think David is too. Rose, Rose is not. Rose, not Rose isn't. That I feel so bad for her. That scene in that her. blooper reel, man, I'm yeah. glad you brought it up because I forgot about it. it. Haunt, I never haunting. fucking watched the blooper reel. That's one of, of the worst blooper it. reels like, I've ever Why did they... First off, the nut kick like montage that they cut to—that is basically the entire blooper reel. That was for kids. Get out of town. I that was like really
5: kids. That part.
4: So. <laughs> that was me after watching the fucking movie.
1: Yeah. Um, they let, it, <laughs> it, not to get like uh, super heady and, and exploitive, but like the that um, Doctor Four quote—the the laughter is, Im- is embedded in the hippocampus yeah. of the brain. If I'm saying that right.
5: Hippocampus, hippocampus.
1: hippocampus of the brain.
5: Did you say hippopotamus yeah,
1: she
3: said hippopotamus Hi- with like a weird accent thinking we would think, Hi- like it was the brand. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm butchering the most one of the most indelible quotes of our generation um, but like hearing all those men and the crew laugh and her like looking yeah. at the camera like and she says it and when she walks off, this is horrifying
5: and they chose to put it in there I,
1: I feel so Still bad for that
5: yeah.
4: so ready to rumble uh who does this hold up or are we throwing oh putting my God, that, keeping no. that shit in the shelf?
5: I will say i have t- I'm of two minds. I'm of one mind, but uh, <laughs> uh, the thing that I really do like about it is that I feel like it uh, has respect for wrestling and kayfabe and the fans. Uh, there are these lines that stand out that every wrestling fan, I think, probably re- can respond to, which is uh, a, like a, a jerk character's mm-hmm. like, wrestling fake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then another one the at the end they're like, You didn't make wrestling, the fans made wrestling. So it's mm. definitely a movie for fans, yeah, and it's definitely a really movie cool for part. like yeah. little kid fans. Um but this movie bombed when it came <laughs> out in two thousand and the following year so did WCW.
4: Yes. Mm. That is its legacy. Mm. David Arquette hoisting the title over DDP's head <laughs> as uh the show went up the air. Wes, what do what are you what are you doing? <laughs> oh
2: god. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, look, <laughs> it's be terrible. Honest, man. Be It's terrible, but I had so much fun last night. <laughs> I did. I remember every line. I remember every line. It's a bad, bad movie. It should probably go back to the shelf, but I might have a copy somewhere in
0: my house. <laughs> <That's>, that <laughs> I might have a copy on
2: bootleg. Right. <laughs> I might have a bootleg.
1: I think that's fair. Oh,
2: man. Man. <laughs> First of all... Wh- I, two of you texted me earlier today and were like, "This movie was great." So yeah, I can't be the only one. Name names. You know what?
3: Name, you know Who what? Was I'll, it? I'll, I'll I'll say. I said there, it in our chat. There too. are parts of this movie that are abhorrent uh, and really bad. Uh, as a general curiosity, I say this gets three out of five stars. And
1: that's like what you gave the wrestler. I think.
3: <laughs> what? No no, <laughs> no, 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 no! I give the wrestler. I give the wrestler. A movie. So are you keeping it? Or are you keeping I it? Keep, are you? I keep it. I you keep, keep it,
1: it. Yeah. Eric. I mean, I have no connection to this movie. I like Scott Kahn and David Arquette. What they represent more than them as people. Um, you do get to see Oliver Platt rap Run DMC. The, the <laughs> licensing <laughs> and sync issues on that. You do get to astronomical. hear. Astronomical. You do get to hear Litz. I Did am my own worst enemy <laughs> twice. Twice. <laughs> two, two Kid Rock songs. Two Kid Rock songs, uh, but Wes very excited about the Kid Rock. Uh, but. That's not enough. It, this this got to go. And, throw, and poor Rose McGowan. Goddamn.
4: Uh, toss this one off the cage. Uh, I'm not keeping this one either. Woo. Uh, when we come back on Layfies, we'll be talking about a heavier movie. Yes. <laughs> Way heavier movie than Way this. Heavier. Night but, and day. We're going to be talking about The Wrestler, so stick with us on our wrestling-themed episode. We'll be right back, brother.
0: A little less.
2: Let's pick things up, right? It's rush hour. Come on, people. Let's pick
0: it up.
3: Where's Katie? Oh, you're here. You're here at your
0: job. That's great. Have a nice day, lady. Go. Go, go, go. 31. 31. Yeah, thank you. I, get... I know you from somewhere. Else. This looks so damn familiar. It seems What do you have it? Uh can I get a half pound of Virginia ham, half pound of the Yoursburg? I know I know you're from someplace. Uh, Play softball? No. And you're not one of Mikey Bosh's buddies, right? Never heard a guy. What's that? Bandy the Ram? No. Russell from the 80s? Ram Jam? That's freaky. You look just like the dude, except the Ah! Ah! God, damn it! Randy, Randy,
3: they're customing you. little prick! You gonna talk to me the way you do? Randy, I fucking quit. I quit.
0: All right. Want well, some fucking cheese lady? Right. Get your own fucking cheese. Fucking oh. God. I quit. God damn it, I quit. I'm about here.
4: All right, and we are back on Late Fees, the wrestler uh, wrestling episode. <laughs> the, next <laughs> movie, the next movie we're going to talk about is The Wrestler, Darren Aronofsky's. Ha! <laughs> I did it right. I said it right, right? You did it right. You did it right. I, I did it right. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky's 2008 movie uh, starring Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei. Uh, hey, man, this is the movie that I think that we all really hold near and dear to us. Bigly. Uh, it, like, it was a movie that probably, a lot of us probably watched in college. Um, yeah. I think that this is a, it's transcendent in ways that ready to rumble is not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I saying, not saying that. The I was, bar you is. You might not
3: say much. It's a completely accurate statement. <laughs> anyways.
1: The bar is the floor.
4: In which, uh, where I felt as though I, I might have been the lone person thinking this too, where I felt as though like ready to rumble was an indictment of wrestling and its fans. I feel that. Like, I
0: don't think so. So. I don't think it has enough bandwidth I, to I, even and be and that I, but much. I
4: accepted it. I even, I'm just saying <laughs> I was the only. I, I said I was probably the only person in here that thought that. I feel as though the wrestler has a little bit more respect for the role of fans playing into the wrestlers as far as kayfabe in real life. The and wrestler
5: the has more respect for almost
0: everybody. <laughs> ever.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, I, I have
1: and I have so much respect for this film and Darren Aronof- Aronofsky that. I'm putting on my Aronofsky scarf. He's, he's donning the oh, scarf. Oh, he's
5: cosplaying now. Yeah. It's on. This it's is,
1: I'm play. also... I I moonlight as a prop comic. Uh, <laughs> I'm my own... Uh, you can't see this, but he's putting on a
4: really shitty scarf <laughs> right now. I had to get this out of a box because we live in Los wa- Angeles. Well, I picked Eric up. He walked out of the house wearing the scarf.
3: <laughs> I, I could have brought you my uh, Burberry that you hate. Oh, <laughs> <Don't> wow. God, <laughs> God, you,
4: Pat, weird flex, but, <laughs> but okay.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but the wrestler um, I think is a great bookend to the podcast where we talked about something that, like you said, has zero um, uh, elements of respectability for the sport, even if it's not trying to actively do that. Where this uh, the wrestler is more of a um, nuanced and labored and very deep dive into the the, the labor and and sacrifice that goes into being a wrestler, at, yes. at a, even at a very low, local level.
4: Yeah, it, it is the story of Randy the Ram Robinson, played by Mickey Rourke. His, his wrestler name is Robinson. Renzynski yeah. is his real, real name, man. Robin yeah. Renzynski. His stage Robin. name is a yeah.
3: full first and last name <laughs> with a nickname. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah.
4: uh, it, it, it basically takes you through the trials and tribulations of, I mean, there's very little plot in this movie. It's like a
3: slice of life.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, you're walking through, I'd say, six to eight months of his life. Yeah, I mean, if that, that if yeah, that, yeah I mean, or the maybe really, the, maybe the it could final be six to eight weeks. Yeah, I mean. maybe like the final. Yeah, into yeah. purpose is the final couple of weeks of his life. Yeah, uh, where he is basically taking money from odd wrestling jobs uh, around the. Really, the Northeast, and working at a grocery grocery store a deli,
0: yeah,
4: and, or de- well, the deli at the yeah, end. Yeah, is yeah, it was yeah. in a grocery he's, store, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: he's like the guy. Like, he's working the he's fucking working crank. with the meat. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, it it it's brutal. I, I think in a lot of ways, and I and I said this. I don't want to like sound crazy. Is is really like Western to me? Like yeah. totally. it feels like totally. a Western. Like the rest, yeah, the rest feels like a Western to me. He's
5: like the last of his kind. Yeah. the last cowboy, the last, not the last samurai. The movie, but he's like <laughs> the last of his kind and it's a really sad mm-hmm. and, it's tragedy yeah uh, I think beautiful tribute to the kinds of workers who have given their bodies mm-hmm. and their lives and their relationships and maybe their sanity to this sports entertainment art yeah whatever you would call it it doesn't give the wrestling
4: which doesn't give them much uh, if anything, back. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: brutal, it's, brutal profession. Yeah. yeah. And it's like this guy, Ram, who had a, a glory day in the 80s, who's now sort of been. Re- a,
3: a glory day, <laughs> just to overemphasize what you're saying. Like he, His glory wasn't long running. Uh,
1: to- totally. That's perfect. Um, who is now like a, a husk of his former self, just battered and broken, um, who only knows this one thing, which is wrestling. And it's sort of like this. Really tragic and in, like interrogation of what do you do when the one thing you love and know that you've literally sacrificed everything you can no longer do anymore like what does that make you like uh you sort of lose everything that you have a connection to
3: and not only can you not do it anymore it's kind of moved past you and has become forgotten something you about don't really you recognize a
1: hundred percent and so this guy ram the or the ram is sort of like. Having this, he has a heart attack because his body is failing him after years and decades no, of abuse. He had that
4: heart attack after that fucking death match. Jeez, with, which it's brutal. is brutal. And we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, but yeah, he's, I,
1: he's trying to pick the shards back of his life that have been shattered. Like his his he's estranged from his daughter and uh, his ex wife and all these other interpersonal relationships that he only knew via or vis vis performance. Who and and he sort of has to make amends and reconcile with the damage that he's caused to the people outside of the ring.
4: Or at least he tries. Uh, One thing that I really love about The Wrestler is that whereas Ready to Rumble is the bright lights and shiny cars and, and belts, this is really gritty. You really get to see, like, if you didn't know what it was like to be an independent wrestler the wrestler will really show you like he's making 30 35 bucks on the road at, right, right up in jersey for doing these crazy matches with like new guys but he's someone who's you know like, a veteran for over 20 years right. who can barely even keep his lights on um i really did love the the independent uh the independent aspect of it you have wrestlers who are now in the WWE um Cesaro who is in the WWE now he used to be Claudio Castagnoli he's in the show in fact a lot of people from ROH are on the show um Necro Butcher who is one of the most he's the guy in the deathmatch scene. He's
0: oh, yeah.
4: he's he's he is one of the most decorated deathmatch wrestlers of all time. When I saw him in this movie in 2008, I was like holy fucking
3: shit. We've arrived. I and mean, he's like, a pretty good actor <laughs> He's really good. Well, that's something that gives you a really a, an amazing incredible appreciation for the craft that these guys actually do outside of Rourke and Tomei and Evan Rachel Wood. Almost everybody in this a non-actor. movie is a wrestler yeah. or is a non-actor and it it's really, like, it's just really touching, almost, that, mm-hmm. like, uh, all these guys, even, I mean, let's be honest, they didn't get much mon- more money for doing a Darren Aronofsky movie than they did for, you know, from from amateur wrestling gigs yeah, right. at this point. But, like, it's really fucking awesome that he was just <laughs> like, we're not going to cast this <laughs> I know these guys can show up. Yeah. Like, what what a cool thing that they could actually do. And I I, I mean, if these and these then, weren't guys on TV,
4: yeah, like on Ready, Ready, yeah. and Rumble, these weren't guys on TV. They they didn't have deals at the time there. But it's like just it's just so exhilarating how all of these indie guys are in on the on the movie, the way that the wrestling scenes are shot. They're not shot like and Ready to Rumble. They're shot like action scenes. Yeah. These are actually shot like soup to nuts. Like this is how they're doing this. They call it in the ring. And that's how they do it. Like even like the backstage stuff. And I know we talked about like we love that scene in in uh, Ready to Rumble where they talk about the match beforehand. In this, they're saying, "Okay, I'm going to work the neck. Oh, you're working the neck. Okay, I'm going to work the leg. Like yeah, that that's really okay. how it has. Yeah, that's yeah. really how it happens. And I, I smile with like I smile so much watching that because I'm like that's the stuff that we really want to see and that's the stuff that interests me. Yeah,
2: I remember when I first saw it. We we actually drove three hours to see this movie. We drove to New Orleans from Mississippi, and I went with Caleb, and we were real pumped because we were we were real wrestling fans and I was like, I think this is the one for us. I think this is going to be like the movie we've been waiting for. And I remember we got to that scene where they were like going through the business backstage and I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, they got it. We finally, see, we're finally seeing it. Even though we both had seen... Ready to rumble,
3: and
4: they did the same thing. <laughs> it it did, Wes, they didn't really do the same thing.
3: But it, it didn't I just I, can't
4: but be not
1: believe we're comparing them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't think Wes is. A, I don't. I don't
3: think Wes is actually comparing them. I think. I he's know, Jesus yet. Christ. It is, it's <laughs> just, I die. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's just, just talk about these
5: two movies because Rated to Rumble is such a uh, uh, WCW movie, and this is an independent movie that is more tied to WWF.
4: I'd say it's tied to. Indy, like, because there's really no connection to it. I think Randy is based on Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, and then they don't explicitly name them by name because obviously the Sheik is the Iron that Sheik. She, He's yeah. supposed to be him.
5: Although this the wrestler was promoted on WWE. On WWF,
4: yeah. Yes, it was. I but but, but like, I mean, they were the only game in the only game in town. They
2: had DDP. And Mick Foley and a couple other guys going around being like, "This is the movie."
4: Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper,
2: you're mm. right. R.I.P. Yeah, he he was going around being like, "This is so accurate." I
4: cried. Yeah. That's what he He kept yeah. saying like he, he cried yeah. uh, when he saw the end of the movie. And I
2: found the relationship with his daughter to be very similar to uh, Jake the Snake's relationship with his daughter and mm. Beyond the Mat. Yeah, like, this is-, that is strange. Which I mean, I assume a lot of wrestlers have that relationship uh-huh. with their children, but that yeah. really. Hit a similar bar for me.
4: I th- that's one of the bigger overarching plot lines in the movie. How do you guys feel about how they handle the daughter and Randy uh, relationship? And he has a lot of interesting or two interesting re- relationships with women in general. Or oh, he has uh, one very problematic one at a party. <laughs> yeah. But uh, how did you feel about the one uh, the relationship with his daughter in the movie? It's so sad it's when brutal. when he wakes
3: up and like realizes sad. he's yeah. like missed it. Yeah, it's it's it sucks so bad and yeah. it like I, I don't love it make the thing the thing about the relationship with Evan Rachel, Rachel Wood especially in this movie is that it makes me sad that Aronofsky hasn't made more movies like The Wrestler mm. because i think the Evan Rachel Wood uh Mickey Rourke relationship in Wrestler is one of the best relationships he's ever managed. I'm not that big of a fan of Aronofsky in general. And they
4: don't share a lot of screen time together. No? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That,
3: that scene where they go to the boardwalk is so I, touching. Yeah. Amazing. And it's beautifully yeah. shot. That and scene they, where they cut,
2: they have like a hard cut and they're just sitting together in that like concrete and there's like the ocean behind them. Yeah. And he's just like being like, I really fucked up. Yeah. And he said,
1: yeah. I'm a broken slab of meat. I'm yeah. an old broken and I'm alone. piece of meat. And, and I'm alone. And he said, I just don't want you to hate me. And like, I... Just, <laughs> just start, <laughs> like, <slash laughs> to
0: yeah,
2: right to the chest uh, and, and
1: like you said like this even like what's in the frame it's like surrounded by like
2: just broken bro- yeah
1: broke like dilapidated buildings like obviously like his body is like a broken temple after years of abuse uh, self-abuse uh from his art like he like you said the art is his own art abused him back and you know when it cuts to her i mean you see the ocean behind him too but it's really like behind her is like you see the sunlight and mm-hmm. waves crashing and it's, like, way more serene and then, like, cuts back to Mickey Rourke's leathery face as he's crying and opened it, up to his daughter. The line
3: delivery in that scene is... is it's a beautifully
1: rendered performance and it's a fucking crime that Sean Penn beat him for the best actor for <laughs> Milk uh, just so they could, like, shoehorn a message in about Prop 8 fucking hacks. You got a golden he got the yeah, golden globe, but like the, this, this the, he w- the, won the milk
3: script Oscar actually was was Dustin Lance. Yeah, that Black. was good, the, uh, but he he's sh- great. Rourke should have fucking. I, won. I like milk. Yeah, I think milk is a really good movie, uh, but Mickey Rourke should have won. The Oscar. This was yeah. Mickey Rourke. I thought it was like a, a fucking sin when he didn't. When I he actually didn't think they the didn't Oscar. give it to him
2: because he was getting real weird in his speeches. Yeah, he was like yeah, he, was th- he was like so Marissa Tomei like. She was naked the whole time, and we're like, "Wait, mm-hmm. was he?" Yeah, he was getting. Mickey. That was like,
4: <laughs> that was like their first scene they shot was the lap dance scene, and yeah. he kept going back to that scene. He was talking me and Mickey Rourke. Yeah, like, he
2: was just saying everything he wanted to say. Yeah, and,
4: and it and it's um, I'm glad you brought up
1: Marissa because this could have very easily been a sort of. Um, uh, a very hollow, two-dimensional portrayal of a woman who's sort of also down and out. And
4: she and, plays, and, and, uh, and lo- she plays Cam uh, Pam slash Cassidy, a, yeah. a stripper.
1: Stripper yeah. should could have been just like a stripper who is you know longing for companionship, but like is ultimately reduced to the male gaze or anything like that. She is a fully formed. Beautifully rendered performance. Who also got nominated for an Oscar. Uh, I don't think she won. This um, is like her
3: movie. It's yeah, a movie. in, she, a, lot she ways, movie in a lot of ways, 100%. she takes the movie. In a lot of ways,
4: She is the female Randy. She just hasn't come to accept it. And in a lot of ways, that he hasn't accepted it either. Like, well,
5: except by the end, she does make a choice.
3: Yeah, yeah. She leaves. Yeah. She leaves. And, she won't. and they yeah. say and like,
5: and I really like that she does.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, oh, God. Because that, she another, makes the, That's the, another sledgehammer.
2: Yeah. When he looks up and she's, and she's not gone. There. Oh, it's, it's like a reverse Rocky.
5: His relationships with these two women and like how those relationships pan out or don't. That's why it's so tragic that mm. he still chooses what he chooses.
2: Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he is at fault. Like yeah. that's the worst he, part is like. He's a bad person. He, he fucks up with the daughter. He could have been there if he hadn't have gotten fucked up. And Pam says, don't go out there. Let's go off
3: together, basically, yeah. and he's
2: like, "I can't." Yeah, I like can't she
3: offered, it. like it's. I mean, it, she offers him an out. It's a powerful yeah. meditation on like love of a craft. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, "I belong out there." Yeah, like, his fans are like, and, like calling. Like him. I, I mean, obviously he has he had like a level of accomplishment that he was attached to, and like that like a, a high that he wanted to get back.
4: But even I'm sorry, like even that accomplishment, like there are fans that are like th- like that guy who who always comes up to him about the match. He's like. Forty
3: and balding. No, but that—that's what's so tragic. It's <laughs> it it. Like, like that's the only yeah. person that remembers no, that match. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying, like,
2: and <laughs> it's not like this is WrestleMania. Like, yeah, this is not a televised it's, event. That, like, like that.
3: I want to shake him and be like, yeah. "Go with Mercedes Tomei. You're smoking cheap dope. Don't, <laughs> don't. This high isn't good. Like you aren't a famous person. You aren't yeah. successful. Like it's schmucks who love you. Go. Like if you have a chance to actually be happy, do it. Yeah, and he can't recognize. But that. again,
4: it's this what I do like about the film is that it shows the fans attachment and that's where his addiction comes from it's like all yeah. of these it could be four people well, as long it, as those people I mean, saying the I, same thing that he wants to hear they're gonna go for I it I love
3: this movie and like seeing this movie for me was the, you know I, I watched the movie on bootleg I drove to Dayton twice yeah that's the first it. time I saw it, it, was, it on bootleg it was fucking <laughs> seeing this movie was a big deal and it, it's still like even seeing like I remember watching I think I talked about it the last episode like when trailers were an important yeah. thing in my life, and when I'd watch a trailer a lot of times, and the when he says the shit, the like the broken down piece of meat mm-hmm. line in the trailer, I was like, I gotta see this fucking movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> gotta see it. And the other thing is when they they do the thing with the uh, the trays, oh yeah, on the head, and they Love do that. the like they do the like crowd roar noise you know how much even though it is a cheap high you know how much these guys actually do it's the only thing how they about, have to get off on.
4: how about that scene when he's walking uh
3: backstage uh at the at the, at the grocery
4: store oh, yeah. and you hear the crowd oh, yeah, yeah and then when he walks out the crowd's gone yeah. Say, yeah you're back to your regular life <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> well that's like the interesting dichotomy i like because you're saying just even if it's four guys who recognize him that's his high but then you also see the flip side of that coin, the darker side, when he has the deli meltdown. When mm-hmm. the guy's like, what do I know you from? You're not a teamster, are you? Oh, no, you're the Ram. And then he purposely cuts his finger, like still abusing himself. I hate that <laughs> Spray, shit. Sprays, yeah, <laughs> sprays oh, yeah, sprays, the blood.
5: So, like, this is a portrait of the, the generation of wrestlers yeah. that I only, like, later in life came to, like, fully appreciate. Mm-hmm. And, like, all the stuff that they used to do to themselves. Yeah. Physically put themselves through juicing. When I understood what juicing was in wrestling, was the most horrifying concept yeah. to me.
3: Would you want to briefly uh,
5: intentionally
3: blading. blading? Yeah, blading
5: yeah. yourself. Yeah.
3: In, oh, the blading scene is terrible.
5: Yeah, I it like makes my skin crawl. But it's because that's a concept to me that is one of the scariest things about real wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, like, guys back in the day, it was just a thing that they did before, like, WWE became four-quadrant family-friendly, no more juicing, Yeah,
0: you know. And it's better for it.
5: A cleaner (laughs) image as it is today. But he belongs to a different era.
3: And the urban myth, and I, I think it's probably true of this movie, is that in the staple gun scene in this movie, is that they were having trouble with the prop that they built, and Mickey Rourke went out to the car he'd driven to set in, got a staple gun... Oh, hell no. And they <laughs> actually stapled... He was like, why, why are we wasting time on the, the broken prop? I, I got a real one. We'll fucking do it. Yeah. And, like, he... I, I still don't know if this is true. I've chosen to accept it as truth in my life that Mickey Rourke just showed up to get staple gun. He
4: was and- shooting with he was shooting with Necro Butcher. I absolutely believe that. I believe this. Yeah, because Necro Butcher did shit like that when he was still wrestling, and he had to end his career in 2016 because of shit like that. Yeah. And it, it might not have been as extreme. It was it was a movie, obviously, but like yeah. having him. I'm I I keep going back to it. Having Necro Butcher in this movie gave it so much authenticity to me. Because that is someone who was like, WWE would never sign him. No one ever touched him. a wrestler's wrestler. Exactly.
5: 2008, when this movie came out, was before this like contemporary wave of mainstream acceptance yeah. of wrestling. Yeah, I mean, that's so only like three even, years. Even, yeah, so ten old. years ago... People still did not really respect wrestling
3: mm-hmm. like they now do. I or mean, like, understand it. You were saying earlier, three years or two thousand eight was still post Benoit. Yeah,
4: and and a lot of what this movie was and what was kind of framed within it. It was like, okay, is this going to touch on Benoit type stuff? Yeah. Does, he, does and he? It doesn't really. It doesn't really. But it, it kind of. And Benoit is really still kind of touchy, but it's like it shows you the the type of person you gotta be or, or the type of person that you become when you are kind of inundated in this so yeah, far yeah.
5: can I do a name dropping
4: go ahead okay. yeah. I'll pick it up for you
5: once <laughs> I met Diamond Dallas Page IRL and you <laughs> talked about <laughs> rest, it was at Wrestlemania uh, the first Wrestlemania I went to was the one in Northern California
4: yeah uh, uh, 30 uh, 33 uh, I think that's right no it was 31 Wait. it was 31 it was 31 it was, the year, um, it was the year after New Orleans.
2: Was that the one with staying in Triple H?
4: Yeah. It was the and one in Undertaker. In Levi Stadium. It was 31. Yes. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and we were talking about wrestling from way up, like in the stadium, and you could only see the guys in the ring so far away. You couldn't hear what they're saying because mm-hmm. you're not watching the, the, the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful that it's like an arena performance art. hmm. And he said something really profound that I can't can't remember exactly how he said. It, but he said wrestling's like Shakespeare, mm. and most people ten years ago didn't realize that. Mm. Most people ten years ago when the wrestler came out didn't know this entire side of wrestling, not just like the the like successful WWF WWE level, but certainly not the kinds of experiences mm. that Randy the ram represents yeah so to me the wrestler is beautiful slice of life tragedy that really does honor a, an entire sort of multiple generations mm-hmm. of totally. of artists that we don't that a lot of people don't consider artists
1: yeah and i i don't know much about wrestling but i remember when this came out the amount of outpour of love that it got because i mean even if you do i mean it's an ex- the movie is inextricable of the subtext of like, this is Aronofsky sacrificing himself for his art.
0: <laughs> you, know,
1: you know, he does that yeah. very, he does it less heavy handed here than he did with Black Swan and Mother. With
3: any movie he ever fucking made. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
1: it's less obtrusive for sure. But like, he does, like you said, make a point to, to put an emphasis on authenticity by casting these wrestlers who wouldn't uh, obstruct. From Like, if he had, like, you know, a DDP or somebody, obviously,
2: mm-hmm.
4: it would make it campy. And You'd know him. Right. It, it would kind of take you out the movie. Yeah. What and, if and he all... cast
5: Nicolas Cage,
3: though? Yeah, Nicolas Cage yeah. was almost cast. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the studio wanted, them,
4: right? Yeah, yeah. Studio wanted I would, him, right? Yes. I, would, I it wouldn't have been be a messed.
3: cool movie. I'm really glad it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And Nick I, Cage didn't need the fucking job.
1: Yeah. 2008, yeah, it was, like, right before his... Uh,
3: taxes.
1: His <laughs> taxes. <laughs> but, like, I... I <laughs> I truly tax- <laughs> I, I truly uh I admire the the attention to detail, not just with the minutia of like the labor that goes into it, like them, like you said, choreographing their own stuff and the way that Aronofsky shoots it very handheld mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and adds this realism to it, um, where it's very um, uh uh sort like a, just aggressive and and unrelenting in a way that doesn't distract from the choreography which i thought was awesome but just like just the camaraderie between these guys how it's like mm-hmm. there is a solidarity with these blue collar theater workers mm-hmm. in my opinion like the way they eat, no that's what it is the way they the way they they take um they're like they're like the blue collar method actors they take fucking aspirin to increase blood flow so when they cut it bleeds more than ah. it would you know and like there's this, there's this brutality that's almost poetic to it, uh, where it's like, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're self-abusers, but um, it make, it's like this weird dichotomy of self-abuse versus transcendent art, which is a toxic way to think, uh, but it, for this, it works in a really uh, special way.
5: How do you guys look at the, the theatrics of wrestling in general? Do you see it as like soap opera for, traditionally for men? Like I remember like a, like well, a decade ago that's how kind of people would start to think about it was it's like grandiose very physical violent <clears throat> shakespeare because yeah. these storylines are very dramatic and they're drawn out over a long period of yeah. time, like soap operas and their heels and their faces and people Switch alliances, and their betrayals, and all, you know, it's very melodramatic.
3: I, uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, they, I mean, I don't think there's any beating around the bush. They are traditionally male, societally, they are male fantasies. Uh, I would say that, while contextually they are that on paper, I think now they're not that so much. Uh, it has, it's kind of like something that, I think people aren't really aware of but it's really something that is at like wrestling is at the forefront of the zeitgeist and i mean the way that we've been talking about like total divas is one of the more popular aspects of wrestling right now and like it's becoming less of of theater for men both because of the audience and because of oh, the sure. players themselves is it ultimately in its inception theater for men yes i think it becomes less of that because of the way we at a very slow and often embarrassing rate, degender entertainment. While it is a, a a traditionally male fantasy, I what I love about the wrestler is the way it it really defantasizes in fr- as far as I can tell a totally accurate way the actual life these guys lead.
5: Were you guys sad when John Cena and Nikki Bella broke up? Oh yeah, <laughs> you were invested in it.
4: Um, but you were invested. Because it is a (laughs) storyline.
3: I mean, we're kind of a larger (laughs) thing for
2: me. I saw them get engaged live. I was at that WrestleMania (laughs) and I felt a little betrayed.
4: I pose I to to the point of it being male soap opera, I pose, I'm gonna pose two scenarios from this generation. Because a lot of people like to talk about Attitude Era. I'm going to get on my This Generation's Way Better <laughs> soapbox here. I post two, two. One's very recent and one is a couple years. They deal with the same people.
0: Yeah. One of
4: them is, and I just pose it like this. Imagine you have all of us in this room. We're all friends. We have overcome the old guard. We've replaced at their, at their greatest. We've replaced them. We've beaten them twice. One time we swept all of them. In whatever respective, respective sport, whatever we're doing. And then out of nowhere, we're just chilling, and I hit Wes with a chair. I hit Pat with a chair. You son of a bitch. I hit Eric with a chair. Jen, I'm not gonna hit you with a chair. I hit all I'm of you guys with, the intergender
5: wrestling. <laughs> with
0: a
4: chair. I'm not gonna hit you with a chair. But imagine <laughs> we're all close friends, and I do that. That's not a, that's not a fantasy, that's something that happens. That's, that's American. It's betrayal. Yeah. That happens. That's, that's the shield breakup. That's, that's yeah, Seth yeah. Rollins hitting Roman Reigns and Dean, Ambrose, and Dean Ambrose's face.
5: What about when Roman Reigns breaks kayfabe on... Like, and that's oh. what I'm going
4: to talk. That's, that's my second example. Is Roman Reigns, in another way, announcing that he has leukemia. And saying that he has to leave wrestling. Yeah. That's real too. And I think these lines have been blurred so much... For profit. And now they're finally being blurred to a point where it is actually reality. Where it's like, okay, people have fucking hated Roman Reigns forever.
5: Forever. But
4: as soon as he said, I have leukemia, the room went hush.
5: Even when he starts that speech. They're booing him. They hate him like they always hated him. They're doing the
2: what. Yeah. They're doing all that shit.
4: And then it becomes, thank you. That is... And it gives me chills just talking about it because it's still it's terrible, but it's also and it's the greatest storyline ever. It is literally blurring these lines. They don't really hate him. This they is the, th- th- the storyline. It's the theater
3: it's of it. It's happening in real life. This right, is the right, this right, is the
1: third right. act of the wrestler, right?
4: Basically.
0: <laughs> but I
5: def- think well, though that people didn't always like with Roman Reigns? They didn't. They didn't always hate him in an intentioned way. Mm. I think the company tried to put him over and failed. Yes.
4: They and, fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So
0: it's
5: like Roman, it's not always been I don't think According fun. to mm-hmm. plan. Roman
4: okay. was the coolest wrestler in the 2013 Royal Rumble. He they wanted him to win so fucking bad that year. Then the next year happens, you know what happens that year? Daniel Bryan happens that year. CM Punk leaves that year and then That's all you crazy. have and then you have all you have left is Roman Reigns to pick up the pieces. And he can't do it on his own. And he's a heel. No, he he's a face at this point. Okay, he's okay. a good guy. So they said, you know, we're gonna build him how we built John Cena the old way. It doesn't work for four years, four fucking years. He's either lost to Brock Lesnar, came up short to some other shit. His story is very old. It's very the wrestler. The <laughs> moment they love him, is when something real happens. And what happens at the end of the wrestler, he says, you know what, guys, I'm broken down. I'm old. This is this is one more time for you yeah, guys. Yeah. That's the moment, and that's the moment where where wrestling becomes a lot more than just kayfabe. And I think that's the one thing that these movies are are really good at. And I'll say that for Ready to Rumble too is that it blurs these lines. To a point where it's like it, it was kind of they were kind of predicting where we would be at with the pro K- wrestling. Yeah,
5: kayfabe as a concept it's is dead. My fa- but it's my favorite thing about wrestling.
3: Yeah, it's my favorite thing about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Pat talks You're about right, kayfabe though. all the time. Politics,
5: I- mo- American politics. Yeah. Oh, like okay, kayfabe. like
3: if I can uh, briefly like get on like a full, a philosophizing horse here for a second. Uh, I think that. Were you uh, off it early? I know what you're saying. do you mean on? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, I think that, like, especially now, uh, kayfabe as a concept is in entertainment and outside of entertainment, like the most relevant. Like, I think the best thing about wrestling, the the what the reason I'm most happy it's entered my life as an adult is because of the terminology in it, like yeah. mm-hmm. heel turn, face turn. Put it, over it. Like, yeah, like <laughs> all of this stuff, like you can apply to anything yeah. if if people know what you're talking about. And uh, I mean, the thing about wrestling is like, you know, people are like, you know, it's fake, right? And you're like, well, that's not fucking important. Like, yeah. you're like, you're watching, you know, you know, all my children or 24 or Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like, you're watching any fucking thing you've ever liked. You you also know it's fake. Love while and hip hop while you're watching it, like,
0: what? And, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and like and yeah, like real sh- like shows, reality shows, movies, they're fucking. Fake. But you know, yeah. as you wrestling
5: know, was like the original
3: reality. So it was, like, yeah. As so you know, it's interesting. They don't even
4: like wrestlers. Don't even do kayfabe shit anymore. They hang out on Instagram, yeah. well, the all the
3: time. Like, and that's that's the thing about it that I love is like, it, it, not only is wrestling blending whats is and isn't isn't kayfabe, which ultimately. Just makes for better kayfabe. Yeah. Also, that's what real life is now. Like, real life in almost every aspect, especially, like the gross political way that now dominates everything we do, like, that is kayfabe. Like, whether you're the good guys or the GOP, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's kayfabe. Like, Trump literally gets on television and pretends to be a guy you mean every WWE single day.
5: You mean of Famer, Donald Trump?
3: Yeah, well, that's the... I mean, I'm not, like, it's, it's fucking crazy. They don't talk like, about him very often on yeah, that television like, show. Like, tr- tr- like, kayfabe is a... Like, it is a part of our lives. Like it is, it is in I mean, everyone's lives. The what is, they know. At it.
5: least in contemporary, contemporary wrestling, fans are now in on it. Mm-hmm. So what used to be like Ironclad kayfabe is now like an implicit. Uh, it's plot Yeah. Contract <laughs> it's that Fans have with wrestling that we're all gonna go along with the storyline, yeah. but we know that it's the story. Is not
4: real,
3: but don't you feel like that walking around every day in real life? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to some like degree or another, like that's how, like, that's why it wrestling to, is the brilliant form of entertainment of right now. Because I mean, we are literally living like a half fake reality every second. We, we all got worse, doesn't
5: like all the way lie to you.
3: Anymore. No, uh, not <laughs> not anymore. They don't. Yeah, I mean, they don't.
4: She's right. She's right. It's, she's, yeah. she's no, right. it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's really not yeah. explicitly lying because now WWE they take explicit care about injuries. Like yeah. if it's a real injury, they're gonna announce it. If it's a fake one, they're just gonna they're not gonna say anything.
3: I mean yeah. that that that's what makes the Roman Reigns thing so touching is yeah. that like you can flip like. I mean, n- n- like, that's what makes, like, the kayfabe thing I've just been talking about so interesting. Like, all of that blends into, like, all of a sudden everyone is, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like... I spent all this time. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and, in, 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 like, a time investment, and in, like, an emotional investment, in just, like, a, oh, like, the way that, like, I want to live my life is suddenly clashing with reality now. Yeah. Like Like, it, it's a really... I, I I don't know. I think wrestling is really interesting because of, I don't know. I, I think kayfabe as a concept is as interesting as it gets right now. I, I think it's really powerful. So,
4: The Wrestler, it's legacy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, hey,
3: Hey, it's, it's
4: a movie that yeah. there's very little that needs to be said about it at this point. I mean, it's 10 years. It's a great movie. I think we all would say to watch this movie. I think it's held as, as Aronofsky's best. Um, yeah,
1: I think it is. I know some people might put Black Swan over that. Noah is in my top
3: three. Okay, uh, so, so, actually, I would say Noah's in my top two, Aronofsky. No. And I think people who like Aronofsky would say, fuck that. <laughs> but he's not very good, so. I disagree.
1: I. <laughs> I, I, like I said, uh, off mic, I am a mother truther. Uh,
3: oh, hell no. Mother truther. Have we ever told...
4: Yeah, what do you mean by that? Have ever- we ever told the mother
3: story? Well, me, you, and Wes going to see it? Yeah. <laughs> our three. This was when like I was like, you put the post- I, I hope these guys can be friends. I'm not going. And, like <laughs> I just fucking bailed. That and, was like Ugh. our first out- outside hangout without Pat. I have a picture of the post-mother selfie framed on my desk. Of I'm not of smiling. You no, you just- are not.
1: Justin's li- like uh, full-fledged angry. Like, what the fuck did I just watch? Wes has, like, like sort of uh, uh perverse... Uh, an ambivalent response uh, to uh, what's Like, <laughs> what, what I just see is kind of exciting, but also fucked up, and I was full-blown on board. Um, but, I mean, the movie, as Pat alluded to, it, I think uh, we all have somewhat of a special connection to it, whether it was where we saw it or when. And, yeah, it just represented a, a an exciting time, I think, uh, outside of the wrestling context. This is, like... Yeah, we were all coming of age and like starting to understand films differently and view them
4: through different lenses. And I think. I'm
5: old, so I wasn't coming of
4: age. <laughs> stop it, Jen. Man, stop it. What just... are some other like wrestling movies that like we, we haven't oh, yeah. really touched on? Yeah, do you wanna? I know. Obviously, there's no holds barred, Jen. Do you have any that <laughs> you would? Wrestling you would...
5: cinema. Wrestling
4: cinema. We should have like a wrestling cinema night.
5: Well, there's. The major motion
3: picture, Nacho Libre. That was the first
4: Nacho one on my Libre, list as yes. well.
3: Uh, has anybody here seen Nacho Libre? Yeah. I have not. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Unfortunately. Is it, it, it insulting to Mexico? It's okay. I don't, I don't remember much. It could
1: have been worse. Yeah, uh, have I think worse. they went to lengths to make it as least problematic as possible. It
3: is interesting, though,
5: this idea of running through wrestling films About wrestling, Mm -hmm. there aren't that many.
3: There aren't. No, and like in terms of like wrestling movies that actually cover professional wrestling, Mm -hmm. uh, we're now out of them. Yeah. Like, (laughs) uh, I don't. Did
2: you. How do you feel about. There's apparently going to be a Benoit movie.
5: Oh, the Chris Benoit biopic is playing. Is it it dead
2: or is it still happening?
5: I. The last I understand, it is still in. Pre- development phase so I'm not, oh sh- I'm not, it's I'm not Lexi, sure
2: it's Lexi it's Lexi Alexander though right is it the
3: mm-hmm. director of Punisher she was, Warzone she was what attached, she was attached to. oh military. no that guy's like <laughs> Diet Bowl. No, no, <laughs> no it's a woman it's a
0: woman
5: wow
3: it's a woman <laughs> <laughs> she is. Die Uwe Bowl. I'm fine, <laughs> Lexi. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. That's
5: not fair. Okay. is Pun- Have you seen
3: Punisher Warzone I kind of love Punisher Warzone
5: And she also directed it's than Green Street, Street, Street Hooligans. Hooligans
1: That's okay. Oh, movie. with
3: Elijah Wood. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's okay, <laughs> so movie.
4: Uh, That's okay. I mean, okay. I, but, but how
3: do you feel about that? Concept? I, would like to I I I think
4: that. There will never be a time in life, because of what that was, where that type of movie will be okay for anyone that is a fan of wrestling. It's kind of beyond her.
5: It's a really, yeah. really difficult... I would say near impossible. Like it's, a, yeah. it's a near impossible story to tell, even if it might be an important one to address.
3: Yeah. Who's the good guy in this story? No one. Like the,
4: they, no, you like, risk making him a martyr, in a way, you, making this that, type of that's movie. That's
3: actually true, yeah, yeah.
5: Well, I would be curious to know like, what... The angle is, Mm -hmm. you know, the pitch was.
4: And how far it goes. I'm
5: sure it doesn't lionize him. I'm sure it would...
4: Make him, like, a good guy, like... No,
5: no, no, I'm sure, like, I'm sure it's very clear-eyed about what he did. What he did. did, yeah. But also, I mean, it does go to the question of, like, when horrible mental illness ordering actions befall... People who might have suffered from CTE. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I think it's like a really tricky. It's
3: a thin line. It's really touching. just it's like the really type of thing that like some motherfucker is like, should this be a movie? Because and you. And like, no, it shouldn't. Like there's not. First off, there's not enough there. Like for there really to be well, a movie.
4: There, there like, is stuff there. But it's like the stuff that's there is the pre all of that happening. And all the pre is he's a great guy. He loved his kids. He loved his family. He's great. How do you then turn him to that?
3: And no, then- that's what I mean is, like, we, we get a third act where, like, suddenly, like, we have a doctor who's misdiagnosing him. And, like, yeah. this, like, sh- like this shitty, like, like, you can almost picture, like, the montage where he wakes up and, like, decides to go through with it. And, like, they kind of show it. All right, all right, right I don't, do, don't know. Like, it's okay. It, it. yeah. It's just, <laughs> like, you can just picture the, 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 the questionable filmmaking at work. You can yeah. almost... You can almost see it. It shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. I don't, I just. Don't, I just it. don't think that's not the type of story I like to see on film. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Like, maybe. Oh,
5: maybe oh, that's say the next wrestling movie that I'm aware of. That is coming out in February is the Paige biopic. Yes. That WWE is backing.
2: It's called Fighting with My Fighting Family. Fighting with
4: My Family. It got pushed back from Wait. like this month. I think. Wait, who's
2: what playing Paige? Like no. Diamond Dallas Page? No, no. Paige, oh, oh, the, Paige, the the woman oh. wrestler.
4: The woman. She's. Uh, she's getting a
2: biopic. Yes. She's pretty young. They start. They
4: were They worked on it uh, all year. Were they?
2: There's like a Vince McMahon biopic too happening.
4: Yes, with Bradley Cooper attached. To play, to play Vince, yeah. To play Vince, yeah. That's oh, we, yeah. Did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Oh, yeah, that's so good news. Yeah. <laughs> so,
5: uh the page by page starts.
1: Yes, I just want to actress. take another look at you. <laughs>
5: She's a really talented. Actress. Okay, it is backed by
4: WWE. WWE. Yep,
1: the
5: Rock. The Rock's a cameo in, it. in it.
4: It's, it's, a, oh, it's with the Rock's production company too. I think so. They actually do... They did this annoying thing when they put the trailer out where it was like they kept playing this like one-minute montage of Paige meeting the rock for the first time. And that's the only footage we've seen from the movie. But they shot this movie a long time ago. So around. it's made. It's, already, it's been I made. I had no idea
2: this was That's kind of crazy. It
4: got pushed back. I, it was supposed to come out in the fall of this year. It I it also got pushed don't know back.
2: that much about Paige. So well, well whats you're going to get it is? in this
4: biopic. She has a very... Very interesting past. Uh, Her parents were both wrestlers, and she started wrestling when she was, I want to say, like, 12 years old.
3: Okay. What about this? Does her injury play a part in the movie, or was it made before she got...
4: It was made before she retired for good, Yeah. but it was also, like, they were pushing it when she came back.
5: The Paige movie is an origin story about how she got into wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's this sort of, you know, uh, marks the end of the Divas era the beginning of the women's revolution Mm -hmm. when she was sort of going to WWE training camp and was one of the only women wrestlers with actual wrestling experience. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like, she hasn't had like a crazy long career yet, but her origin story is, I think in line totally with what WWE wants to do, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of their women's sort of narrative.
4: Yeah. I believe it, it, I heard that it ended when she wins the title on the main roster, and that's where that's where the story ends. That's what I. That's what they filmed before because they they would film it like after RAW or some shit like that, and they have the people stay like they did with the wrestler. Like oh, the wrestler, that's cool. they actually filmed the wrestler at actual ROH events oh, okay. and CZW events during the time. So I, they they did the same thing with fighting with my family. I'm really interested in watching it.
5: Directed by Stephen Merchant.
4: I remember hearing really? really? <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: so
3: funny. And
5: gonna be put up by Lionsgate.
3: So it's the natural. Well Steven, like, is because know, he's English? Studio. Like is does he have any connection to her family or anything? Uh, this please. is a genuine question. No, I don't know. I not that I, I know guess of. no all English people don't know each other is true. Is Steven but, Merchant a big wrestling fan?
0: That's he what must I be know. now, right? Yeah he has yeah. to be
4: now because he 'cause he's gotta shoot the scenes. Like they had um one of the re- the women that wrestle now, uh Zelina Vega actually plays uh I believe AJ Lee. Uh, in one of the scenes, but oh. but yeah, they they filmed a lot. A lot of this stuff was filmed a year ago, oh, wow. so it's, it's taken a while.
2: Yeah, I didn't know about this at all, That's but cool.
4: uh, yeah, there's there's not a lot of but I mean there's some there's some on the on the horizon, but I hope that Chris and thing never gets made. It I, is
5: interesting, like what WWE has done within the, like officially within film
0: mm-hmm.
5: is very interesting because they started with all these like. Direct to video action movies. Mm-hmm. They put all of their stars in them like John Cena is in so many <laughs> WWE action yeah. movies. The Marine And the like, Miz. <laughs> so many
3: movies. Well, the them. crazy thing about Cena being in those movies is like then you see him in um What's the movie, the Amy Schumer movie that LeBron's in? Oh, Treasure. And, like, yeah. Cena and LeBron are, like, the best parts of that movie. <laughs> You're like, he didn't need to be doing and direct, or maybe he did, he and then just... he got really good at it, and now he's in Blockbusters, but, you know. I love him yeah. in Blockers. Yeah. I was about oh, to say blockers. he's so funny. Blockers. Yeah.
4: Blockers yeah. is really good. I love him in Blockers. I think yeah. Blockers is one of I mean, my his, favorite like, movies
3: this year. Well, it's one of the things that, like, makes you realize, like, uh, even the people who disparage wrestling in terms of, like, Actual acting skill or whatever Like, uh, no, if you're actually good It does make you pretty good they at They it. It's
4: so good They get timing Yeah They get where you're
3: supposed to be They get facial expressions They get, get timing like, they a get lot better Than a lot of dramatic actors Yeah, yeah. Did timing. you watch
5: The Miz's Christmas
3: movie?
5: Oh <laughs> so, you know, it's a very wide demographic That all of these movies In the WWE official stable Are going for But the Page movie Is sort of like a mainstream Leap. It's going to mm-hmm. be released theatrically. Mm-hmm. It's clearly going for a, a wider audience. It's going... I think it's probably a movie best aimed at young women, mm-hmm.
3: actually. And I would imagine if it's successful, they're going to make a shitload of more origin story movies for well, their Well, they could, they could right?
4: there's A lot of the women... On their roster are second and third generation women. Yeah. Uh, Nattie, oh my god, the
5: Charlotte Flair bio. Char- oh,
4: Charlotte oh Flair, Natty
2: Neidhart. Give me Ric Flair on film. <laughs> oh my god.
4: But uh, yeah, that that is the wrestling episode uh, of the A Show of Ladies of the A Show of Ladies. <laughs> Shout out uh, to meals and, and everyone in Real wrestle Trap. Uh, everyone who, who listens to our wrestling related content, uh, Jen. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for yes. being on this, this show. Is great.
2: How do we find you on the interwebs?
5: You can find me. Insert wrestling metaphor here. Uh, <laughs> at, at Jenny Motto on social.
1: Awesome. Um, and in the print of the Los Angeles Times.
5: In the Los Angeles Times. She's
1: major, y'all. Renowned okay. film critic, wrestling aficionado, and local karaoke legend. <laughs> uh,
5: I will say that. Oh,
1: actually, probably international. Or, transnational wow. now transnational haven't you done karaoke <laughs> elsewhere you're not just oh yes uh,
5: i've definitely done karaoke. yeah i did karaoke. i came here from karaoke
4: <laughs> uh any anything else you guys want to talk about wes pat eric before we before we head off i think all right do we have our next episode set what's our next episode
3: i think we haven't set. i don't know what it is but i think we do I, have it set i think we have it set
4: is it it's, is it kevin smith i
3: don't
2: know
4: Oh, Diablo oh, Cody, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jen, yeah, yeah. you want to come back? <laughs> <laughs>
5: I think I might be busy then. <laughs> Whatever night you guys are doing.
4: Uh, uh, yes, we, uh, <laughs> in two weeks, two weeks time, we'll be doing Diablo Cody. Uh, I think we're gonna take a powder. No, that's gonna come out a week after Thanksgiving. So that's that'll be great. Uh, so I mean, in case you you know we don't see you guys, we don't talk to you guys. Happy Thanksgiving from the Late Fees Crew. Woo!
1: Yeah, and uh, I know we left you on a. Potentially dreadful and anxiety-ridden note on the last episode uh, with the primaries. Uh, yeah,
3: and you didn't oh. vote Nunez out. Yeah. What uh, the fuck?
1: Or, or, or Cruz, but Texas, I'm proud of you. You, you, you showed up, and there were some down-ballot wins that shifted a lot of entrenchment Republican entrenched Republican. This is in
4: his contract.
3: Uh, Uh, No one asked him to do this. Yes,
4: every
1: Uh, time. um, But yeah, it's a little more hopeful. We're going to get
3: 40 seats and he lost all his power.
1: Okay. Um, I don't know what
3: that
4: means. That is your Eric Woke minute. (laughs) That's the same thing Eric was saying. He just didn't know it. At the end of the show, uh, thank you guys for listening to Late Fees once again. check Check us out anywhere. Uh, that is SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. I think that's is that it. I think we might have three more formats. You can find us everywhere, We're everywhere. You can check us out on Twitter. If and-
3: you have formats other than those, you're deranged. <laughs> Seek treatment.
4: We you can also find this. You can also find us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter uh, and also on Instagram at Late Fees A Podcast. So until next time with Diablo Cody. What movies are we doing for Diablo Cody? Uh, Jennifer's
2: Body and T- Juno. Tully. Tully.
4: Oh, yeah. Didn't she do Juno?
2: Yeah, we should do Juno. Can
4: we do Juno? We'll, we'll figure it out. Tully. All right, well, we'll, well, well you guys will know. You yeah, guys will know yeah. when you hear the next episode. Uh, Jen is, Jen is <laughs> definitely watch, watch,
3: watch Jennifer's Body Unsung Classic. Unsung I Classic. I will not apologize. I agree. Mar-kisana.
1: The Hell Queen. Yeah. Jen actually already left when she when uh, we said Diablo <laughs> Cody.
0: All
4: right, so until next time for West Pat and Eric, I'm Justin signing off uh, for Late Fees. Until next time, see you later. Peace. Bye.